from Argus Media, this is Driving Discussions, a podcast series focusing on the forces that affect road fuels globally. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Jason Metko, spot ticker reporter here at Argus. And on this episode, we're covering the latest developments under the renewable fuel standard and the effects going forward. Our guest, Xander Capizola, lead deputy editor of the U.S. Refined Products here at Argus. Xander, great to have you on the presentation. Can you first give us a run through the broad overview of the latest changes and what it means for obligated parties, biofuel producers, and the market overall? Sure. So on 7 December, the uh, the latest EPA proposal came out. Um, initial read is lower mandates for 2020 and 2021 to adjust for lower fuel demand from COVID-19. The industry was largely expecting this, but for the most part, was not entirely priced in, particularly the second component of the proposal, which was a a blanket denial of all outstanding SREs from 2016 through 2021. This is extremely bullish for particularly the D6 RIN, and the markets reacted accordingly. Beyond this, we have pretty aggressive, I'd say very aggressive, 2022 mandate to meet. Uh, These are at pre-pandemic levels for a lot of the fuels involved. And I think that given the tough SRE ruling combined with the 2022 mandate, I think we'll find a very tight market in the new year. So for for obligated parties, I think this this ruling uh, leaves as many questions unanswered as existed just before it, before it came out. And so a lot of this will ultimately go to court. For biofuel producers, I think the uh, the signals to to chug on as long as you have a positive margin. So that's the yeah, initial read on that. We know it's early here, but what are some of your immediate takeaways? How have the markets responded, and what are you hearing amongst those in the industry? Yeah, still early days. A lot of people trying to uh, digest the meaning of some of the more obscure points like the additional obligations that are required for 2022 and 2023, um, where they have to split uh, half a billion RINs between the two years, as well as the proposal itself gave a low and high end range for possible obligations for both the volumetric and the percentage standards. But uh, it's important to remember that a lot of people get this wrong, even the, the experts. It's important to remember that the obligated parties are ultimately required to comply with the percentage standards and not the volumetric mandates. Uh, but yeah, in, initial read, I mean, the market itself was off to the races, um, very, very bullish on the news. D6 RINs firmed, the whole complex moved up. Oddly, though, we are seeing a, a, a very wide D4, D6 spread. On one side, um, all outs being equal normally with a, a blanket SRE rejection like this, you would see something like that happen. Uh, you would you would normally see a, a sorry a D four D six spread collapse as the D sixes would be disproportionately affected by that. But oddly, we're seeing a, as wide as more than sixty cents. Um, it's kind of come into fifty cents this this week, but that's still a very wide margin. Um, I believe that uh, folks understand that twenty twenty two is going to be a very uh, tight year and the only area for overcompliance stems from renewable diesel, SAF, and to a lesser extent, uh, biodiesel. So the D4 RIN is really becoming the new currency of compliance or the new main currency of compliance for the RFS. 
But yeah, I just I just think uh, overall takeaways. Um, folks are folks understand that mainly obligated parties uh, and everyone involved they understand that as soon as this hits the federal register we're going to see a lot of litigation this is going to go straight to the courtroom just two days ago we had united is disputing their sre rejections i think we'll see a lot more of those come out i also think we'll see a lot more 2021 sres enter the market all of this is going to keep um a bit under the marketplace it's also going to make for a lot of volatility because we did see we did see the markets kind of bounce around last week a little bit but for the most part moving toward the upside um, but like i said it's going to be a long and confusing road that's going to be lawyered very heavily so the obligated parties are facing just as uh, a nebulous environment as existed before this rule came out he is Xander Capizola. He's the lead deputy editor of U.S. Refined Products at Argus. This is Driving Discussions. We're talking RINs today. Xander, you mentioned that road, the road to 2022 is fast approaching. What do you see and how do you see 2022 playing out at this point? Like I said, I mean, we're looking, I mean, especially if you if you consider the um, the additional obligation of about 250 million rins, we're looking at a very high obligation, particularly on the, on the D6 side. And it simply can't be met without A, drawing heavily on the bank, on the, RIN, the existing RIN bank. So we see as much as the possibility for as much as 2 billion RINs to come out of the RIN bank over the next couple of compliance years. The EPA themselves said that the RIN bank would be standing at 1.85 billion following 2019 compliance. So this could literally gut the RIN bank. The proposal itself says, they mentioned several times that liquidity could become a serious issue as a result of this, while offering really nothing in the terms of solutions to that or any kind of guidance. So I would I would absolutely take a risk on position and carry extra credit value and extra cushion into to the new year as much as possible and then stack heavily and keep some extra um some extra powder uh for the for the new year and any surprises the only kind of outlet that they opened up is some new pathways that might uh they propose some new pathways that might get approval for it looks like a d3 ran probably be a cellulosic i think it's uh some biomass um, pathways but yeah for the most part i think it's really we could see um, some credit liquidity tighten up quite a bit, but ultimately they're just going to, the RIN markets will remain volatile. Like, as I said, uh, I think they're going to move on legal news a lot through 2022 and beyond. And the fact that uh, a lot of this stuff's going to remain unresolved. They've got a really long runway on compliance that was set out earlier this year. So still a lot to play out. Xander, we'll get you out on this. Really sounding like it's ripe territory, things like volatility, uncertainty going to play a factor. What projects have you all been working on in this pretty rapidly growing space the last couple of weeks or so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think these markets are going to remain volatile. One other point I should mention is one thing that keeps me up at night is, is really the uh, potential for trucking strikes on both sides of the border, the U.S. and Canada as a result of pushback to federal vaccine mandates that are set to take effect in early January and 
in the U.S. in mid-January in Canada. So this could have a huge knock-on effect to uh, the renewable markets and the feedstock markets as they disproportionately require movement on rails and trucks as they can't be piped for the most part. So, uh, yeah, that's just another factor I forgot to mention there. Um, In terms of projects, uh, for the last half year, I've been working on the Argus Biofuels Outlook. And this is just a fantastic and very short, punchy report that covers a 12-month outlook. comes out on the second Wednesday of every month. And I think it's um, essentially, um, if I I was trading right now, I could not trade without this on my desk right now. Um, It sits between your daily in the weeds and granular information of a of a daily price report and um, the wider longer term forecasts of traditional consulting. Uh, so this is a, a consulting style forecast and outlook report. It, it cover it's truly global. It covers everything from the EU to the US, South America, um, and Asia. Uh, so I've been I've been covering the North America and South America sections. And I think, um, you know, just kind of like our discussion today, it just kind of tells you um, our general guidance and interpretation on on the markets, as well as uh, some factors, you know, particularly uh, different harvests and blend mandate reductions or increases throughout the, throughout the globe that are going to impact um, S&D. So, yeah, that's what's been keeping me busy. I'm kind of on loan loan to consulting right now um so it's been it's been a very very volatile year and I, I don't expect much to change next year he is the lead deputy editor u.s refined products at argus and also plays guitar from what we understand pretty good at it i bet too xander capazola joined us and xander we appreciate the time my friend thanks for doing this and looking forward to catching up with you in 2022 yeah i appreciate it um It's been good to be on uh, driving discussions for the first time. Look forward to more. A great many thanks to Xander for joining us. And that'll do it for another edition of Driving Discussions, a production of Argus Media. Make sure to check out the other episodes in our series. And for more information on Argus's global refined products coverage, be sure to visit argusmedia.com forward slash oil dash products. 